Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, episode number 56. And today we are going to talk about staffing shortages and just the general stuff going on with the pandemic and how it affects um, first responders, cops, firemen, and nurses. So hope you guys get something out of this episode. We had a great time uh, shooting it, so... Here it is, episode fifty-six of the Washdown Podcast. How you haven't watched like, Bill Burr? I would, you so would I've, love I've seen Bill clips. Burr. I've never seen an actual entire uh, special, so I see I see like five-minute clips here and there, or watch him destroy somebody, or yeah, but, uh, dude, you got to watch all of Walk Your Way Out. Well, I have to look at it. Yeah, see, I, I'll be honest. I like I've, the machine. I've limited yeah. myself in comedies. I watch Chappelle, obviously. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, I think, is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Love Jeff Dunham. And there's a blue collar comedy tour. Those guys, and that's it. I just I don't know why I don't watch anything else. I I would so like Bill Burr. I think would be right down your alley, and you would probably think he's pretty funny too. He's angry. He he's super angry, <laughs> but he says all of the things that are rolling around in your head. Well, I do too. I just say it in a different way. You know, yeah. I will say he though, says it funny. I like one thing. That's I fair. Can, he gets paid for it, though. Yeah. So he's automatically I, funny because he's a comedian, and you people <laughs> bought tickets to laugh. They're like, "I'm gonna laugh at everything." Dude, and you got people are stupid. You got to watch the episode of uh, Mike Tyson's podcast that he was on. I saw like a three minute clip of that. Yeah, it looked pretty funny. It's fucking hilarious. He hammered Jeremy Piven. Who did? Bill Burr did. did he? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was hilarious. Yes. No, I just. Uh, Why were you holding your breath, man? That was weird. Was that really? Did you Did you notice that? I, it was like he was. It was almost like you were thinking, but it took all of your energy just to. So my your medulla oblongata. I'll be really you. honest. I think I have like awake apnea. Awake apnea. There's many times I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, <gasps> like I've forgotten to breathe, and I don't know why. <laughs> like it's like a daily thing. God, you're stupid. And it's usually it's usually like like during focus. Like I'll be like scrolling through TikTok or like listening to a conversation, and I'm just like. So Bleh. you can focus on TikTok, but not on other stuff. What that's what, what that's stuff? what I heard. What other yeah. stuff? What other stuff? How about a like a a timely text back? Yeah, if you're always on your phone, which we know you are, we, yeah, we've seen you, but you don't. You'll get a text or you know that group, and the next thing you know, it's an hour later. I forgot what we were talking about. Two days later, I've moved on. We or get, like we get I text, okay. you, text you about the Jeep trip, and you text me back some random crap, and then I text you, no, those weren't the dates, and then a whole day goes by. Okay, okay. So in, if, in regards oh, to the Jeep I trip, misread that. I didn't text you back random crap. You sent the dates out, uh-huh. and an appropriately planned Rubicon trip, the date range you had set out was, I thought, adequate days for the trip. You put like a 12-day span. No, those were the day either we were going to leave on that day or we were going to leave on the second day. I know. I thought that was all one. It was like 12 days in between those two days. That's not what I said in the text. I know, but I thought that's what you meant. So I'm like, oh, for this trip, 12 days will be adequate. So I said, yes, those dates work for me. The, the date range you got, I said, yes, that works for me. And I texted you I back. part of this text. Which ones? This because you don't have And a G- that's when I got confused yeah. because I thought we were talking about it, the whole you didn't go back and read the text where it said, hey, we will leave on this date or leave on this date. I did reread it, and I still gave it the same conclusion. <laughs> I was confused. Wow. 
You want to take him on this the Rubicon Trail? He's got a Jeep, man. I have val- and I have- that's pretty much the only qualification you have to I have, have CO2 and air-powered tools now. So Here's the thing, man. I can run. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I should run a marathon. Can you actually run right now, though? Yes, painfully. Mm. So you can barely run, and you can't run a marathon. Well, he's me, barely got me, a Jeep. Let me prove that. <laughs> and, you, well, and you want to take him true. on I a mean, trail. He's probably still going to be in the shop. He's going to have he's going to have three wheels. Hey, hey. Hey. And a donut. Hey, hey. Especially if you go to Moab in March. Guess it's what, for sure going to be in the shop in <laughs> fucking August or September. Guess what came in on Monday? <laughs> What's that? After waiting since <laughs> July of last year. Well, the transmission. Transmission finally came in. Yeah. Well, on the definite back order from Chrysler. I, yeah. So I'm assuming like it's a brand new Jeep at this point. Mm-hmm, you probably would have spent less money just buying a new Jeep. I've. That's what he did with this one. I know. Should have bought a second one or a third <laughs> yeah. one at this point. It's been in the shop more than it's been out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does that tell you about your driving style? Well, um, the first reason it was. And anyway, the... we were going to talk about. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it was well, I want to hear how he churches this up. So okay. last year, it was in the shop from January until. July, mm-hmm. because somebody doesn't know how to drive on the ice and hit me. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you out, hit spun them. Spun out in front of me and I hit them. Yeah. But I was not at fault. Right. Parts on back order because, you know, COVID. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. Um, and then I had it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I had it out for the month of July. You bringing that back? I had it out for the month of July and the transmission went out. Not my fault. Poopy transmission. Nothing I can do about it. Mm. Nothing I can do about it. I remember my son messed up his transmission when he was power braking in a parking lot. It's a Jeep with 533 gears. I'm not power braking diddly shit. Just saying. And then. Probably some operator. It had been in the shop from. (laughs) It was out of the shop one month last year. (laughs) Two. January. Went in the end of January. Got it back in July. Was out for two weeks. Went back in. Yeah. So you were able to drive it for three mm. weeks last year? Like six, five or six. No, that math doesn't add up. Yeah, it didn't go. It was like the end of January is when it got in a wreck. Okay. So I had from like January 1 until like... The 14th. That's two weeks. Yeah. And then I had it for a couple more weeks and... Okay, so four weeks. You had it for four yeah, weeks. Yeah, about, about four weeks. Hell, not even really that because I got it out two days before we left and then it went right... Then there was this truck we issues. For a week... I didn't have... Maybe you should just Uber. I didn't have any truck issues last year. Not one. Because he was bought... It, was it two years ago he had truck issues? Yeah. Now, let's not rewind to one month before <laughs> last year. <laughs> but for 2021... That's because he, brought, he bought a brand new Chevy. That's why he didn't have any truck issues. Hey, in the words of the great Will Ferrell in the movie The Campaign, mm-hmm. in regards to buying a Ford, mm-hmm. I fucked uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, then I bought a Chevy and I said, Welcome to the fucking show. <laughs> yeah. I just hear, You're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Jeep. <laughs> yeah. That's just a Jeep. I'm never going to ride with him in the Jeep. I know that. Yeah. He's a whole lot of skinny pedal. What? What? You know, you know what I heard all. From you two years ago, like, oh, we're doing China Wall. You mm-hmm. better be ready. It's hard. Well, it would have been hard in my YJ. Everything was hard in that Jeep. 
Well, yeah. Backing out of the driveway was difficult. <laughs> Very true. Until, until you let gravity take over once it got over the hump. <laughs> yep. And then it just coasted. And then he hit the dip at the end of the driveway. <laughs> yep. Stopped. Momentum. <laughs> I'm sad that Patches like never got to see this house. It's like he upgraded and just left the old behind. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was Rachel said it's not coming. So had to go. Heard that before. Yep, saw that coming. <laughs> Great. Anyway, staffing shortages. Hold on. And with that, welcome to the Washdown Podcast. I thought we weren't doing that anymore. We're not. We haven't done that. In, oh, was that the text messages like, I didn't read? I'm sorry. I, wasn't, I must have missed Yeah. It. Remember that whole your services are no longer required? I can, I can be home doing other shit. Yeah, I can be asleep on the couch right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or playing with the dog. Just make sure when you're by yourself, you sit in the middle of the time. <laughs> Duly noted. I'll I'll make sure from now on that I make myself the center of attention. Since I have you guys is okay to do that. Yeah, that's fine. You do anyway. Okay, if you think that I've been making myself the center of attention, no, it's all right. I realize I carry the show. Stand the fuck by. It's a large responsibility. (laughs) Staffing shortages. Staffing shortages. So this is basically this is a continuation of the video that I put out the other day about taking care of yourself. He put out a video the other day. All by himself. Oh. You know, center of attention. Left side of attention on that. Yeah. Yeah. Stage right, but staffing shortages. Audience left. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, right now we're. Oh, we're still doing this. <laughs> Am I getting fired? Get fired real quick. <laughs> no, I'm getting fired. I want unemployment. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'll expect the check from these chairs. What was your salary? Two million dollars per episode. <laughs> More than Joe Rogan makes it. The motherfucker thinks we're on Seinfeld. It's a show about nothing. This is Seinfeld. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, why do we never see that? Newman, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I know, I'm George, I get it. <laughs> Kramer over here. <laughs> We need to get a Jerry, someone to <laughs> be funny and bump up the <laughs> yeah, bump up the viewership. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess we could do friends. No, no, we're good. So, but anyway, yeah. So the video that I put out talking about you know don't work yourself into the ground, but on the same token, can't leave everybody hanging. You know that you work with. You know, as we firefighters, paramedics, EMTs police officers we're all we were short staffed before let's just be blatantly honest we were short staffed before and we're talking we were short staffed a few years ago before anything was going on like it is now yeah talking the the, the protests the movements the riots freaking covid so there's kind of a it's there's two things i want to touch on on the subject i find it interesting it it's a fact that more and more departments, um, hospitals, police departments, fire departments, are pushing mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, more and more departments are coming up with programs, different resources. 
it's becoming obviously a more talked about topic but what's interesting is they're like hey you know make sure you're taking care of yourself make sure you're aware of your state of mind you're working overtime today but we're gonna need you to work (laughs) overtime today (laughs) yeah it's it's one of those like catch 22s it's my grandpa and i were talking about the chiefs broncos game the this past weekend it's 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 very hypocritical you know the nfl will be like Player safety, player safety, player safety, player safety, player safety. But let's add a game and let's make sure this field is absolutely trashed on Sunday for these guys to play. Like, you're going to say one thing and then just do another. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting that departments are, I don't know that they're intentionally doing it. I'm, I'm sure nobody in leadership is like, yeah, fuck these guys. But at the same time, they're like, hey, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Well, so I, I, I think here's it 48 is, hours. Go suck a dick. <laughs> no, I, and I, I think the problem is you got to have a balance. But, the, I mean, yeah, we need to take care of ourselves and make sure we're checking on each other. But at the same time, we still got to staff these rigs. We still got to have nurses and doctors in the ER and on the floor because that sick people, emergencies. They're not stopping. They, and they don't, and they actually increase. And I'll be honest. I know we've all seen the movie. That's now become a documentary. What backdraft? Well, no, that's obvious. Yeah. Contagion. Actually, that one too. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Anyway, outbreak. But <laughs> <laughs> but Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. What movie? Come on. I just lost it. Who's in it? Well, Terry Crews was president. Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Thank oh, you. Yeah. It's becoming a reality. And it's this. Oh. It's your phone. It's your information. And people are like, oh, I'm sneezing and coughing. So they look up, sneezing and coughing, itchy throat, and boom, COVID. Because of the algorithm. Or if it's WebMD, it's like cancer. And then what? So, and yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. What, and what, what, what do people do immediately? You call your doctor's office, you can't get in. And what, does the, what does the doctor tell you to do? Doctor's well, office. If you go feel like you're having an emergency, yeah. you should probably call nine one one. So, and to them, it is an emergency because we're not teaching basic first aid. We don't teach public and, education and, because and, we don't have the staff to staff. And there's staffing things. issues there. It all takes money. Well, people don't know that just because you go to the emergency room at this point in time, you're not getting a COVID test. Yeah, no. they're not giving you one. No. So I know this won't come out for three weeks, and we'll probably be past the surge in our area, but. I mean, that's the thing, is we take people to the hospital all the time, and it's right to the waiting room yeah. they go. You know, yeah. and, I, and I think it highlights the importance of public education. I'll give you guys a stat. In 2010, do you know who the one in two leading cities in cardiac arrest save rates were? Mm-hmm. In 2010? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were one, right? So, yeah. it, King County, Seattle, mm-hmm. was number one. Kansas City, Missouri was number two. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, Kansas City, Missouri made a new protocol change. They went to, for the kind of the medical folks out there, they went to what we call continuous compressions, not the standard American Heart Association 30 and 2. Yeah. Continuous compressions with passive ventilation. Mm-hmm. And they had an amazing save rate with that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what protocol King County changed? What's that? They didn't. They went solely on public education. They put AEDs in every building. They put ads on the radio, on TVs, on highways, on bus signs. They taught hands-only CPR classes. I can tell you from research that I have done here recently that in more than half of our saves as 
well, whatever. Uh, early CPR. Early CPR. People doing it. But a lot of people, there's people that are in public that are afraid to touch other people because we have a Sue Happy Society. I mean, I, I don't know you if you... make that your culture throughout the city. It's not a, It's not just a city. It's a country. No, but I'm saying in, it's a city. If you make that your culture throughout the city with inundation through media, we can inundate anybody with anything we want in our media. We've proven that. Why not make it something good? Non-political, non... Not anything. Just, hey, here's how you help people. Yeah. Hands-only CPR and early defibrillation. That's what... That, and it's more C- CPR most of the time, depending on, you know, because mm. there's not always a... An AED around. Defibrillation's nice, but at the <clears throat> end of the day, circulate the blood. Yeah, that's what's saving people. Mm-hmm. So you take that same approach, you take that same public education, and you move it to what you need as a city, right? Hey, here are a list of emergencies. Um, I saw Memphis Fire. Memphis Fire Department did a post this last week. Oh, just, you, I think you shared it, didn't you? Yeah, just a yeah. simple side-by-side graph. Here's what you go to the <clears throat> ER for. Here's what you go to urgent care for. Here's what you call your doctor for. And, you know, you've been hurt, but, like, you saw, and I mean, you guys have still in the field run these same calls that, like, 50% of our calls by that graph are what you go to urgent care, what you call your doctor for. You don't even leave your home for. Um, well, and- th- think about when my hip went out when I was driving that day. Mm-hmm. And first question, you want to go to the hospital? Nope. No, I don't want to go to the hospital. But I need to go to the doctor. Because <laughs> this shit ain't right. <laughs> well, I, I'd have hit my face on the ground if Jeremy hadn't caught me. Ooh, how's your back? <laughs> I go to the chiropractor regularly. <laughs> he works out a lot. Yeah. Um, he only caught half my weight. I had the other half with the rig. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think it speaks to the importance of public education. Like, hey, like, guys, this is what we've got to do. But it also speaks to yeah. the selfishness of society. But, I've, I've ran a lot of calls where I am the public education. Hey, I know you don't feel good. I know you feel like shit. I know you have COVID. Here's the deal. Ride this shit out for two weeks. I'm going to take you to the ER, and you're going to leave the ER in the same condition of which you walked in after waiting for six to seven hours. If you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Or then we have the other people that are just like, I don't care. I got Medicaid. I got insurance. I don't care. Well, you should care about other people because while I'm here dealing with this with you, somebody else's. Having a heart, actual mm-hmm. heart attack, or actually shot, or actually wrecked their car, and we're well, here. that brings us right back to, you know, obviously public public education is preferable, but right to refuse. The more and more departments are doing it now, not as a permanent thing, but as a. I mean, what's what's interesting is. You got to be careful going down that road, though. No, but here's here's what's interesting, right. right. I mean, you have to have lawyers involved. Their protocols have to be ironclad, I'm not, airtight. I'm not just talking about that. I mean, if so, if he makes that decision, be like, no, you're not going. But he didn't check every box in that protocol. Well, that's and let's be honest. There are people out there that w- that would violate that all the time. Absolutely, because they don't. They're the burnout. They're tired. They don't want to do it. But we here's what we do. Like for some reason, the fire service and Pete police department haven't really quite caught up but what are what are hospitals doing right now if they can't staff well they close is that what you're talking about oh yeah well that's one or they pay more and not like hey here's a couple dollar increase here's a two thousand dollar shift bonus for your 12 hour shift plus your time and a half plus your time and a half like so it's not i mean that that goes to show me that it's never been a money issue 
with a hospital paying people more. Because now you have nurses quitting and going to be a traveling nurse and coming coming right right back back to their same position. For 15 to $20 an hour more. Yeah. They got a 150% raise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which they're playing I mean, fuck fuck you, and winning. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, but whenever you talk about fire departments, police departments, that's not the same issue, or it's not the same. You can't. You're you not can't gonna, fix it. You can't fix it the same way. Yeah, you have to have a different solution for the same yeah. problem. You have to have unprecedented solutions for unprecedented problems, and I think that's something that we've talked about stuck in tradition, especially in regards to mental health before. Mm-hmm. We are so stuck in our traditions in fire and police departments, especially in large metropolitan areas where these departments have been around since the late 1800s. Well, this is how we've solved every problem that's got us to 2022, but not this problem. Well, yeah, I think... Try to phrase this correctly. There are a lot of factors, right? Multifactorial. It, it's multifactorial, <laughs> as uh, Dr. Carney. Dr. Carney would say. Um, Shout so, out to Dr. Carney and her new baby, by the way. Oh, didn't know that. It's cute as can be. If you had Facebook, you would know that. Well, yeah. some of us aren't on the social media all the time. You can literally use my Facebook. It's logged in for you to keep up. Ooh, that's scary. That's awesome. You know. Mm-hmm. Damn good and well. <laughs> you don't want to start that with me. Why? Because I don't I have a Facebook. Hey, you can you create back? his Facebook account? Let me know. I'll send you some pictures of him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to be a friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yes, there are there are a lot of factors. I mean, you're talking about administration, the union, the city, the lawyers. I mean, it's not... When you're talking about big organizations, they can't just pivot. It's it's, like it's steering re- a battleship. Yeah, it's real hard. I mean, you're hey, talking man. about. I saw that movie. You drop the anchor and you shift course immediately, they and the it. alien ship misses you. They did it. And a World War Two battleship. The art of war, man. <laughs> no, be there. And if you guys haven't watched the new season of Cobra Kai, I highly recommend it. I haven't watched season one. I finally just watched Don't Fuck With Cats last night. That was awesome, wasn't it? Oh, my God. I highly recommend Don't Fuck With Cats. Have you seen it? No, I have no idea what that is. Dude, these people were genius. Yeah, stalkerish. We don't need an awesome. We don't need, like, a tech department, the FBI. We just need a bunch of random citizens with way too much time. And we have that right now. Yeah. Yeah, because nobody wants to go to work. They straight up. Oh, they they went to so, work on this dude. Anyway, you know, I can, I, but I kind of see the on the on that. I kind of see the other side of that argument of not going to work. Okay, how so? We right. can let's get into this. So we need people to go to work. Mm-hmm. All right. So are you going to go work for? I have a ten job. bucks. Ten bucks I'm, an hour. I'm not a. I have a job. All right. So say you're you're. All right. Say you weren't on the fire department. Right. You're at a company, mm-hmm. and they shut down because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So now you go on employment, mm-hmm. and you're now making your salary almost mm-hmm. because of all the incentives and benefits. And, and shit not being taken out. Every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, unemployment runs out after a year, right? Supposed to. Supposed to. Was supposed to. But and they, but and they to my change. knowledge, they've they've knocked that down. 
I'm not right. saying I agree with it. All, all all the states have knocked down that unemployment benefit that they were everybody was getting last year. So they're not getting their full sure. salary and stuff now, or shouldn't be. Shouldn't be, but you know it is government run, and they couldn't run these dead gum technical issues. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, it's glitchy, oh, well. man. It is what you it know. is. We're trying. We can't recreate but, that conversation because it was awesome. Yeah, but on. Still friends, other, right? Still friends. Suck it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but we did, you know, people can see Moran now. You were in the dark. Say it. Say it. I know you want to. Do it. You're racist. That's racist. <laughs> you know. Because so, there's a shadow over there, you couldn't but, see him because he's black. Okay, yeah, so, it's pretty racist, dude. Ron, Just say it. It's okay. You're on unemployment. Yes, you're on unemployment. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. So now you have to go get another job. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're still getting the regular benefit. Okay, once you once you get a job, you're not getting those benefits yeah. anymore. Yeah. But you should go get a job, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not getting you're not going to make what you make on the unemployment. So people are like, no, I'm going to wait. Also, a lot of people start their own businesses. So that's why you're seeing these big companies who aren't paying what people think they should make. You know, I had a theory. Which isn't always correct. I mean, I'm I'm not advocating for not working. Go get a damn job. <laughs> Be productive. I had a theory on that, by the way. You know, but I but I understand why some people haven't. Not saying I agree with it. I would say I, get it. I, I can understand why some people haven't, but I think you're talking about and the minority of there people. There is. Now if you were in the service industry and COVID shut your place down and with the way people act today mm-hmm. with the entitlement and me, 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 would you want to go deal with that shit again? Nope. Fuck no. So I've noticed something. I've seen a lot of people, a lot of my own friends start their own in-home, at-home businesses mm-hmm. since COVID and have been successful. A lot of cool things. What's the number? How do they get paid? Uh, are you going on you going PayPal? Yeah, where the government's going to tax it all. How convenient. Yeah. So, I, if you're make if you're making money, if you're making money on it, so it's income. Then yeah, I'm okay with you getting taxed cuz I'm getting taxed. They're taxing the shit out of me. Now, if I pay for your dinner and you Venmo me or PayPal me the money back, no. You don't get to tax me cuz that's not income. So I think you're going to see, and there, I, I, I think people are going to start trying to go back to cash, and you're not going to see the money printed anymore. It's going to be all digital. That way, the government gets more money from you, and just keeps ramming it down without any lube, because <laughs> the government doesn't give a shit about you. I don't disagree. Money, 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 money. Power, 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 power. Control, control, control. Something else I wanted to bring up about staffing shortages Mm -hmm. is we've seen and this is long this predates truthfully this predates the michael brown effect even in law enforcement public service is not as glamorous i guess as it used to be well yeah i mean you can't get applicants we Um, couldn't get applicants before and i and you know we see a lot of you know a God, back in the early 2000s, like 2005, 2006, Kansas, 
uh, the state of Kansas did this big push where they had a bunch of like, like single moms and like lower income females that they were working with, and they sent a bunch to uh, dispatcher school. They're like, hey, we're you know sort some dispatchers. Let's send these guys to dispatcher school. And there's there's a whole bunch, and now all of a sudden we have all these trained dispatchers and not enough spots to fill them. And we're like, ooh, oops. Um, for the longest time we pushed college education. You gotta mm-hmm. have college education. Get a college education. Everybody needs to get a degree. Well, now what do we have? The blue collar industry is greatly suffering, mm-hmm. and we have massive student loan debt. Mm-hmm. And we have no welders, no electricians, no plumbers, no air no, conditioned people, no firefighters, and no cops. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have an air conditioning guy. So it's just it's it's. I hate to say we did it to ourselves, but we did it to ourselves. Oh yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going in into a trade. There's nothing wrong with going to college, as long as you get an education in a field that needs it. If you get a liberal arts degree, gender studies, then you know what you you, you earned it. You made your bed. Now you're gonna lie in it because it's not needed and it's not gonna get you a job. If it does get you a job, it's not gonna provide you with the means that you need to survive. Well, and that's why. I- that thing, the whole forgiving the student loan debt and all that stuff, they need to take a hard look at what they're for forgiving. I'm all for it. <laughs> well, I am so, also not complaining. I would, I'm I, for I'm going to pay mine back. I am. I am, I am for but. it. I am for it if you got a degree that you're actually using that's actually helpful. But if you got a liberal arts degree or a fucking art history degree or some other bullshit... No, you ought to have to pay that back. That's the stupid tax. Yep. But that's not fair. It's very fair. Whoever said the fucking world was fair? Oh, I saw, I'm it, on, I saw it on Facebook. Of, I'm tired yeah. of hearing that shit. The world is not fair. Newsflash, everybody. <laughs> it doesn't give a shit about your feelings. Well, fuck this. I'm taking my ball and going home. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, happiness is a choice, motherfucker. <laughs> And if you don't choose happiness... I am fucking happy. (laughs) But no, I mean, everybody... You got this, you know, oh, let's give everybody a trophy when they're a kid, and let's do this and do that. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) You're just teaching people entitlement, and that's why we have the problems that we have now, or part of the reason we have the problems. Because guess what? Whenever you fucking get out of school, and you're on your own, and it's real life... Yeah, and you don't don't get the work done at the company you work for. And your boss yells at you, and you start crying, and yeah, they don't give a shit. And you know what's scary is that, like, not seeing people cry. That mindset is, and I'm sure all the 25 plus guys will love to hear this, but that mindset is transitioning to the fire department, where then it became become deadly. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the fire department; it's the police department, the military. Yeah, while we are in a house fire, and there's a bunch of bad shit going on. I don't have time for your feelings. I'm going to yell at you and tell you what to do. A, because it's loud. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And B, it's going to be very quick, very to the point. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pat your back and tell you where to do, you know, where to spray Mm -hmm. water. I had this conversation the other day. And it just, (laughs) like, that mindset's going to get you killed or get somebody killed or Mm -hmm. hurt very badly. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the whole listen and respect the chain of command, and it's not even that. 
It's not even the chain of command. I mean, you could be in a house fire with Chris. You know. Well, here's the thing. You got to learn from the experience in front yeah. of you. And, and something's going bad, and he's telling you to get out. You're like, oh, I got this. No. Get out right now. It's not a let's sit here and talk about this and fiddle fuck around until we both die. I mean, there, there's guys with, you know, less time than us that have been in those spots for a long time. And they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And even though you might be a captain or a driver or you have X amount of years, shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah. This person has that experience and they know and they know what they're doing. Well, and they probably saw something that you didn't see. Yeah. Okay, I, every time I was on the ambulance, and I'd be working with a kid I'd never worked with or a new kid. I'm like, hey, I know you're new, but if you see something, say something. Because I might have missed it. And if it's important, we'll address it. If it's not, I'll tell you, don't worry about that at this time. And then later on, after the call, I'll explain why. And if you don't know how to do something, tell me and I won't get mad. Yeah. And we'll learn it now. But see, that's, if we're in the middle of something and I tell you to do something, like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm going to chew your ass afterwards because I'm not going to be happy. But that's the thing. It's there. There are people out there in our profession that they don't get that. They want to sit and have a debate or and they want an explanation right then before they do anything. That's why I start the shift off that way, because I don't know everything. I'll be the first to tell you. If I have a question, I'm going to ask at the appropriate time. And I'm going to learn. You know, in the middle of a call is not the time for an explanation. No. Period. I don't care how much time you have on. I don't care what your rank is. I agree. If I see something, I'm going to say something. Well, and that comes back to mental health. If you want to bring it all the way back around. I mean, how many times do you sit there and... Saw somebody that, eh, maybe I should go talk to that guy. Yep. Or, you know, you have been that guy that, well, maybe somebody should have came and talked to you, but nobody did. I just wanted on the record that I moved the mic properly and didn't just yank on it. Way to interrupt a fantastic conversation with your bullshit about the fucking mic. Oh, he didn't use happiness know, there. Damn good and well. I chose if, this is an emergency situation. If you'd have seen me... You'd still be happy about it. Even if, you'd have, if you'd have seen me moving the mic without loosening it first while that conversation was going on, mm -hmm. you would have interrupted that conversation to yell at me. I would not have. Yes, you would have. You have before. Actually, no, you interrupted it to yell at Nelson. But that's Nelson. That's not you. Yeah, but I don't care. I'm going to do I it can't, again. I can't. <laughs> I've come to the conclusion I cannot yell at you the way that I yell at him. No, I'll just tell you to fuck off. You'll I, get your feelings hurt. He won't. I don't even recognize he's yelling at me. I don't have feelings. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> I, I think he's mad because we didn't respond to his picture. Probably. No picture. Did I accidentally send it twice, by the way? No. I just saw it once. Okay, because I, I sent it, and then right after it, it said not sent, but sometimes it says that and it sends it anyway. And he sent the picture of the chair. So I thought it was like a look what we all got today. But then, like, nobody said anything. I was like, well, they didn't say anything. I'll send it again. <laughs> No, I didn't get that until after I sent the picture of the okay, chair. Cool. So I think I got it. I think I got his before the chairs. No, I, I think no. You, sent, you sent the chairs first. I sent the chairs, and then you responded to it. Yeah. And then he didn't respond about the chairs. He just sent a picture. Yeah, I, I, I assume that was his chair. What? Oh, the picture. Wasn't that yeah. a chair? Yeah. Oh. 
really expensive chair that now he has no storage space in. Would you like to reply? I almost replied back with to him something about his Jeep. Why you're spending money on a motorcycle whenever you have a Jeep in the shop that's been in the shop for 11 months. That's not my fault. It's Chrysler's. <laughs> it's what you give a banging for your product. Oh, dude. I ordered a garage door in October. Got a call yesterday. It's been pushed back again until April Thanks. because they can't. No, listen to the reason why. There's two things that they need. They need the styrofoam for the interior. But if they, even if they had that, they still couldn't make the door because they don't have the adhesive that makes the styrofoam stick to the door. It's not just like super glue? Pretty sure Home Depot has both. Yeah. And if they don't have one, I'm sure Lowe's has it. Thanks, Obama. Who'd you get the door through? I was going through another guy. Why? Just curious. I got a garage door guy. I got, I got two garage door guys. I have a very good garage door guy. Yeah, sounds like your garage door guy sucks. There's nothing wrong with the garage door guy. It's the manufacturer. That's why I'm curious who the manufacturer was. Oh, it's Clopay. No. Okay. Never heard of her. Their garage door company. Hmm. 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 So... Hmm. Staffing shortages. Staffing shortages? Maybe they have a staffing shortage. <laughs> and the glue guy no longer works there. <laughs> and the styrofoam presser. Probably he's, he's on a extended lunch break. <laughs> probably something he they Antonio can't get because it comes from China. <laughs> yeah, he can't tell you Brown the company. He's <laughs> got a bad ankle. Yeah. My he's got hurts. a bad ankle. I got turf toe. <laughs> I need surgery. Actually, I don't know the whole story behind that, so I haven't really thought much, much about that. <laughs> tell me, though, that wasn't like... I don't know what what happened. The perfect ending. Yeah. Towards the NFL season, you're just like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm out. That, that was literally, other than just throwing up the middle fingers, that was the best you could have done. He definitely have baked that. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> so I read that he, he was injured, hadn't been practicing, was still not feeling 100%, and they were forcing him to go in is what I, the one, that I, that's the report I read. That's. And, but I don't, I haven't seen anything else since, so I don't know enough about it. That's, have an opinion. The, that's the report that I read that he'd been, they'd been shooting up his ankle, which. Oh, they varsity blues him. Yeah. Which they varsity blues everybody. So Shannon Sharp went off on a diatribe about that. Uh, they shot up both my ankles for this whole season, blah, blah, blah. And nobody fucking cares, Shannon. Yeah, played in college, can't confirm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they do that, whatever. But. You can say no. So, mm. yeah. He's to the point where he said he was to the point where he couldn't play. He told the coach, I can't play. He said that Bruce Arians told him, get in get on the field or you're done. He said, I can't go in. He goes, you're done. Get out of here. So he left. Then the Bucks. In Bucks, spectacular fashion. In spectacular fashion. Only Antonio Brown. Um, or Terrell Owens, maybe. But uh, so then the Bucks tried to deny that he was even hurt. And then he released the MRI pictures and text messages. I will say, though, the text messages I don't believe. You've played with Bruce Arians for two seasons, and all of a sudden now you have a text that says, hey, this is Bruce. Hmm. There, here's the thing. Maybe he got a new phone number. The Bucks aren't refuting it. 
You play for the a bu- for the Bucks. It two years. Came, the Bucks came out and admitted they knew that he was hurt after saying originally, "No, we didn't know he was hurt." Two years. Oh, we, we we didn't tell the media guy that we we knew. Yeah. <laughs> so. But then you know it comes out that they he needed, snuck this chicken. They need Jinsaki to like cover that yes. whole thing for him. <laughs> well, what I think Bruce Arians actually meant by that <laughs> phrase was that. <laughs> <laughs> you know we've done such a good job i think in the this will be episode i think 56 whenever it airs we have been so totally non-political we haven't thrown shade well, we try at, to at, at either side so what? dumb is dumb yeah well yeah stupid is a stupid does so hmm. I think if you really break it down and you look at what <laughs> Bruce Arians meant by the statement, he was saying you could, you know, just get out of here and go somewhere else on the sideline. I don't think he really intended for Antonio. Brown. I, I see Congress like a big box of chocolates. There's mm-hmm. only like two good pieces, and the rest is shit. Yeah. <laughs> Seen the help, right? Oh yeah, the truffles. Mm-hmm. You're eating my shit. <laughs> you never seen that. You've can't, never seen The Help? Can't say that I remember Oh, that. just go to YouTube and type in The Help shit scene. <laughs> I'm good. I love that movie. No, so it's freaking hilarious. And it was yeah. and it was well-deserved. Actually, you've got to watch the whole movie. The whole movie's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen it. It's just been a long time. It was a one watch. Oh, it's so not good. like Extraction, where I watched it like ten times. You liked it that much? Extraction? Yeah. That's a pretty good movie. Yeah. It's the best fight scene that... You're going to fucking find in a movie. False. I like the new Matrix. Have you not seen Black Widow? Yeah, I've seen Black Widow. Here's the difference between Black Widow and Extraction. Scarlett Johansson. But continue. None of the moves that they do in Black Widow are actually fucking possible. Yeah, but because they're so far advanced, only few can do them. Yeah, it's super secret soldiers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. We have those. Yep. It's just so secret you don't know. Uh-huh. You're not part of that email chain. <laughs> but you two fat fucks are. Yeah. Somebody had to train them. Yep. Somebody had to train them? <laughs> this is a fat suit, dude. You just didn't know. <laughs> the knowledge we carry up here is far superior to anything you've got going on. All the times you thought about hitting me, I've already beat you. You just didn't know it. So, so yeah. many moves. You're playing checkers. Those phantom pains you felt were me actually slapping you so fast you didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah. He's over here playing hopscotch. <laughs> like the one time I kicked you in your leg at 40%. Okay. And that's why I don't cook dinner so, anymore. Yep. And But that is why extraction is better. It's more realistic. It's an actual fight scene. It's not... And don't get me wrong. I love superhero movies. I love Marvel. Were they actually fighting or were they actors? So they were acting, but however, Black Widow was actually a documentary. So continue. Whatever, man. <laughs> it's Moran World. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to visit. I don't want to live there. You remember the South Park episode where they go to Dreamland? No. What, no, it was uh, Fantasyland. No. Fan- Fantasyland. No, it wasn't. Fa- uh, the Cotton Candy Rainbow Land? No. There's three episodes. Yeah. It was fantasy something. It was it was fantasy their it was their, it was their it was their no it was dream something. 
Anyway, this is a stupid conversation. Oh, those episodes. You're were a hilarious. stupid conversation. Those episodes were fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think of you. Shut up. Yeah, happiness is what you make it, Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a choice. You saw two people having fun, enjoying, and you're like, nope, I'm going to spoil this. Yep. See, you're the person. You're a spoiler. You're the person that we get up and walk away from the table when you sit down. I don't because I want to see what happens. No, I just don't like captains that much. That's because you want to be one. You want to be in charge so bad, mm-hmm. you hate anybody with a little bit of power. That's why he likes that ambulance so he can boss the EMT around. No. I'm on to you. I know. I see through you. No, you don't. Over there messing with the controls all the time. Like, I'm going to turn him down. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> oh, the sound doesn't work on Facebook Live. I wonder why. We have to use mine now, guys. <laughs> the, episode we, the episode we muted Jeremy was our highest rated episode. <laughs> so, you're welcome. See, thank you for pointing that out. I'm guessing I Chris. wasn't there for the mute one. So, that's why I wasn't here either. So that's he why. muted himself. <laughs> Did you really? What? There was an there, episode we had not too long ago that I literally just did not say a word. Man, why did I miss that one? You no, know, you were here, I thought, because you guys were looking at me. Who was it that we had on? Was it when Rachel was here and you didn't say shit for like an hour? It had to be that one. Was it that one? Yeah. Was, yeah. It, the, was it the part one or part two? It was part two. It was well, it was... Well, no. We, yeah. He didn't one. start talking until the end of part one. That was a lot of fun, too. Yeah. I like having Rachel on here. We should make that a permanent move. Who's getting demoted? I don't know. I could take my chair and go fucking play video games. Well, not really, because my PlayStation kind of sucks right now. It's because they want you to buy a five. Fucking Call of Duty. They want you to buy a five. So they're slowing everything down in your four. Dude, just like they do with the phones. No, it's not slowing it down. It's crashing it. No, oh, they like, really oh, want you to buy oh, yeah. five. Dude, you play, and it's random. So I, like, I'll get Christmas on Call of Duty. Right <laughs> yeah. But you so, can't get a PS5. Apparently, this has been happening since they released Vanguard. The PS5? <laughs> no, since they released Vanguard. So Call of Duty, you'll get on if you're playing Modern Warfare. <coughs> play one game, two games, never more than three games. In the middle of the third game, it you just get a black screen. Like, in the middle of the game, it just fucking stops. No. You have to shut your PlayStation all the way down, fire it all the way back up, go through all the bullshit, start playing again, and then it's like game number two that happens this time. Oh, now it's game number one, first game you try to play. Oh, well, now you can play two games, and then it crashes in the third game. It's fucking I think, ridiculous. I, I think you need to find a new game to play. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but I really like that game. Like Far Cry or Assassin's Creed or Halo. I don't Xbox. like Fortnite. the gameplay. I don't like the gameplay. I really will. I will never fucking play Fortnite. I've I seen it. I've never played it. I've seen it played multiple times, and I don't like the gameplay. I'm not buying an Xbox. It's PlayStation for life. Uh, nope. Yep. I had an Xbox. I'd still have that Xbox if get, it hadn't fucking died. Did you get the Red Ring of Death? Yep. <gasps> After not playing it for like seven months. Yeah, it was so filled with dust and dog hair. He came, o- he came over with Ben, mm-hmm. and we were going to fire it up and play some old Call of Duty games. Because that was back when Call of Duty was super cool, and you could play co-op on mm-hmm. a bunch of shit. The campaign and all that. Yeah. And- so I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So hook it up. 
start it up, and it's like glitching, 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 bonk, red ring of death. Well, that PlayStation 3 I had was a Generation 1, and it had nothing but issues. Yeah. So you guys remember good old days where you all bring your original Xboxes over, and you fucking land connected them, and had like five TVs, and you oh, play Oh, man, we were playing in, 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 in the N64. Nintendo. Yeah. Regular Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, regular Nintendo, then the N64 like, with GoldenEye. Yeah. But you know damn good well, Halo 2 and Xbox reinvented multiplayer as we know it. Actually, GoldenEye was multiplayer. Invented, invented first-person multi- shooter as we know it. And multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Because you get four people on one TV. Yeah. And then you had to make the little boxes out of paper or cardboard. So you, but that's all <laughs> you're you cheating. Could, yeah. That's all you could do. It wasn't until Xbox came along that you could connect yeah. your gaming systems yep. and have multiple TVs. But you had yep. people come over and, you know... That was the shit. And you had a, you yeah. had, had your pizza, like, and you had your Surge. And your I know you got motherfuckers drank Surge. Yeah. I had Surge in you high They all unloaded your TVs, and you lined them all up in the basement, and that was the shit. Yeah, and back then they weren't flat screens. That was a big old tube. <laughs> <laughs> like the 40-incher was a heavy son of a bitch. And you always had that one friend who had the black and white TV. This is the only TV my mom will let me game on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was the first TV. Like, we had a 13-inch black and white fucking dial antenna fucking TV, and that's what our regular Nintendo was hooked up. The so TV? I didn't even know Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers had color <laughs> for like five years. So I, the TV I was allowed to use is we finally got. It was not a. It was a flat screen. Right, but in a giant box the yeah. size of this table. Yeah. 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 Um, so we had one of those, so the TV I was allowed to, <laughs> to use for, like, our little Halo parties was, like, our old original, I don't know, probably 32, 33-inch color TV, but it was one of, like, the old people TVs that had, like, the stupid, like, decorative box around it that made it mm-hmm. three times the size it was with the, like, little flip-down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had, yeah. We had one of those. And it had wheels, yeah. so I literally, anytime we did it, I had to wheel it out, wheel it down the hallway, wheel it out in the driveway, lift it up in the bed of my truck, and then drive it over it's such a pain in the ass. Oh. <laughs> he had four-wheeler ramps for his TV. Because <laughs> his TV ramps. Yeah, piece of plywood. That's how I got up in the bed of a truck. Piece of plywood. Oh. I couldn't drive too fast. So I didn't want to break it. Because yeah, why, why strap it down? No, just the vibration of the truck. Oh, no, thing. Well, that's not going to break that. <laughs> Those things were tanks. Yeah. You could have thrown that thing out of the second-story window, and it probably still would have worked. <laughs> it could have broke the concrete. Yeah. Like the old Nokia brick phones. Yeah. God, I love that phone. God, that thing got service fucking everywhere. I'm like, oh, FirstNet, it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. I love FirstNet. But still doesn't get the service that my old, like, green screen Nokia did that I had for a first phone. And playing Snake on it. Yep. Never had one. Oh, God. I had it. Like three LG flip phones that were awesome. Mm-hmm. I had the Motorola. I had the Razor. Love that phone I loved. I had a Razor, too. I, I like my LG flip phone, dude. It was awesome. You're the big fat one. Mm, no, yeah, what was yeah, the I one mean, that when you opened it, it made a cracking sound? What like was the a... T-Mobile one that <laughs> no. you turned and slid up? What the sidekick? Yeah, the BlackBerry. You mean? No, he, no. he's talking about the sidekick. Uh, the sidekick. Remember when that was right about the time the Matrix came out? And you hit your button, and it would flip down. Uh, and then they came out with the one you pushed up. Uh, you... It was a phone like this, and you turned it on the side of it. Mm-hmm. And it was the full keypad. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Now, yeah. And then Blackberry. I had a Blackberry. Yeah. Never had any of that. They just announced on, I think it was this last week, that 
They're finally discontinuing all BlackBerry service. I was like, what? somebody's angry right still, now. I was like, they were still doing it. <laughs> There's people that are going to be angry. Can't live on the BlackBerry. <laughs> There's going to be know. seven people that are livid. Just need to know if you have a have a phone bank. So staffing shortages. For my pager. Yeah, staffing shortages suck. So and, much BlackBerry had to stop their service. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly is probably, you know, you know, supply chain issue is really what it is. Or the fact that they're old as balls, but yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, so look, here's the thing, and I was kind of going, I think I got interrupted at one point talking about this, but, you know, we talk about people either wanting to work, not wanting to work, whatever, and we talk about, you know, what you said of, you know, oh, they want you to take care of your mental health, but, you know, well, hey, we need you to work another 24 so that means you're going to be on 48 well then you've signed up for another overtime and before you know it you're working four five six days in a row where do we draw the line you know and how do we get the people that because this is not let's be very clear don't tax overtime let's be very clear this is not everybody doing that it's not like the whole department or everybody's department is, is sharing the load it's a small percentage of people that are stepping up and working. It's not everybody. Mm-hmm. So how do we get everybody? You reward those that are stepping up right now. But how does that help them with their mental health? I mean, because they're still it, having to come to make work. It, we make an example out of people when they do wrong. Why not make an example out of people when they do right? We stopped that years ago. Uh, yeah. And look what's happened. <laughs> Cause and effect. Mm-hmm. We are very quick to make an example out of those that do wrong. We're not doing this. This shit has to stop. Okay, punish them. Oh, look, he did the right thing. We don't ever say, we're doing this shit. This shit has to continue. No, we don't say that. We just say this shit has to stop. Well, it's because it's your job. It's your expectation. It's our expectation to pick up six shifts in a row? No, but cool. doing well, doing the right doing the right thing... Or doing your job. Okay, define doing the right thing. Okay. Having a code save. That's your job. That's your job. That's your job. So you did your job. So mm-hmm. I came in, I worked my 24-hour shift, mm-hmm. I did my job. Mm-hmm. If I work overtime, mm-hmm. it's extra. Because mm-hmm. doing the right thing for me is doing my shift and going home to my family. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm an overtime guy. We all know that. But at the same time, I still enjoy spending time with, with my wife. Right, like we all one do. out of seven days. I mean, I, I gave her one day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and being off, having the surgery and all that, mm-hmm. it's been nice. And she's getting ready to work from home again. She got a different job, same company but different role. Yeah, and I'm excited about it. I mean, because I I really do enjoy spending that time with her. What and, minute mark is that on? 54. 54. He said he's excited. I am. We'll get back with him in a month. (laughs) She's worked from home before. He likes it because she's there and she's going to be able to cook on time and clean on time. And Mm -hmm. yep. We talked about that. Because I told you, I mean, here are the expectations for you being back home. She's like, she said, you're just happy because I cook you breakfast when you're at home and cook your lunch. I'm like, damn right. Cause she's a great cook. There's I'll, some rules back here in the home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you know, it, like, so it's those little things 
like that that she does that make me feel loved and appreciated at the same time because of how many hours I'll put in at the station. And I come home and then So what are the I, mean, I get th- pampered. Let's put I mean put Molly. I get pampered at home. So then what what are you guys saying then that is you should be recognized for? I th- I think I do think you should get recognized for code saves for going above and beyond. I mean a code save is hard as anyway and they're they're honestly rare. And they're almost they're almost out of our control. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing everything you can. And when you get that code save, whether you're the medic or the, the second medic that's there that's helping or the EMT or the captain or whoever, whatever position you are, no, 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 it's a team It's a team effort to do it all. It really is. It takes everybody doing exactly what you're supposed to do to achieve that result. Mm-hmm. And getting a kudos or an attaboy or whatever you want to word it is a great thing. And we used to give those. Hey, these guys had... A code save today, and next thing you know, I don't. And again, it is out of your, your control. But now you've got four, and when you get that pat on the back and recognized, your stress level does go down a little bit because you, you're feeling better on the inside, and that leads to better morale overall. And people are like, hey man, they got an attaboy. I want one. You know, here's and a little bit of a rivalry is a good thing, and it's going to push you to do a little bit more. And I think you're going to see more overtime being picked up because I don't overtime's not going anywhere. Even if you're fully staffed, you know, there's no injuries going on. Nobody's sick. I don't care what department you're in. There's going to be overtime because you still have vacation days. You still what, have people. You what know, speaks louder than like anything? That. In, 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 in the adult world, what speaks the loudest? Cash. Money. Right. Negative. You don't. You don't have money in public service. But so, so, but so here's my point. Don't, don't even bring it up. It's, well, it's, 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 here's my thing. Here's though. the thing. It, you can talk about money if you want, but here's the thing. There's money there. If you work, you get paid. So the money is not the driving factor. But, see, here's the thing. I'll give you an example. Right. I work my shift. Our us along with a lot of people are a twenty four forty eight schedule. Mm-hmm. I work my shift. I will then have two days off. I work my shift again. Mm-hmm. I pick up overtime. That's fair. That's my right. Then I work my shift. I have a day off, and then I work two days in a row. Mm-hmm. Now, if I get mandatory due to short staffing on my day off, and I'm now working four days in a row, mm-hmm. how are you going to compensate me for four days away from my home? What are you as a department going to do to make up for that? Because I've given you two days well, more than I should. To so help you will stay afloat. You want my personal feeling on that? If you just worked overtime or you signed up to work overtime, you're not eligible to be mandatory. Okay, that's that's a that's a fair answer. And if I think gonna, that's fair. If we're not going to talk money, how are you going to pay me back for it? Are you going to allow me to be first in line for holiday overtime? Are you going to exclude me from being mandatory for that pay period? Like, what are we going to do? Because right now we have nothing, and a lot of departments have nothing in place well they have nothing in place because again like you said earlier we are in unprecedented times Mm -hmm. this has never been an issue like whenever chris and i came on the job if you got called (laughs) once every three months for overtime once a year once yeah i think i had two or three years on before i got called for overtime and i took it yeah you took it period there was no i'll catch it on the holiday yeah 
oh, I can't work today. It's Monday, but I could work Thursday or Friday. So, or walk into the chief's office. There was none of that. Like, hey, you still need someone today or tomorrow? I think I'm going to work. Just go ahead and hire. And oh, you want me to go ahead and hire you? Yeah, go ahead and put me in. You, you know what? Use the marker, chief. I'm not going anywhere. There, there was none of that. It wasn't the chief, you know, calling you on this. <laughs> hey, could you do me a favor? I need somebody. Sure, I'll do you a favor. What are you going to do for me? That's not just a. That's not just my line supervisor, chief. That goes all the way up to a director of a department. Like, we are losing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Trying to make this ship float. When we finally get to shore, what are you going to do to make that journey worthy? Well, my question is, who's going to be left? People are leaving fire services. People are leaving police departments. Hospitals. Hospitals. I mean, they're just quitting. They're going to do something else. Yep. And we've already had the conversation of, we're not getting people to apply. So think about it. How long does it take to become a nurse? Two, three years? Two years. Two years. Two years. How long does it take to become a paramedic? Year. year, year two years. Two years. How long does it take to go through the the process to become a firefighter? At least I mean, a year. Well, that, that's changed. It depends. Yeah. I mean, it depends, but, you know, most places you're going to have to go through at least a 16-week academy, if, eight weeks or more to become an EMT. New, that's the thing. If we're creating new firefighters, you're at least a year. Like, yeah, maybe we can have an expedited process, but that's just because we took them. We robbed Peter to pay Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're talking about people aren't applying. People are leaving. And, I mean, what's the solution? Is, I mean, we can sit here and go round that's and round the, about no, this all day long. That's but the question. There needs to be something to come up with too sweet. But anything that they do, and that goes for police departments, hospitals, fire departments, anything that they do, even if they did it today, is not going to help right now. It's going to help six months from now. It's going to help a year from now. Maybe. There's a, oh, for the sake of discussion, there's a hospital in our area, right? It's facing staffing shortage. We talked about it off camera earlier. Mm-hmm. Facing staffing shortage. For a 12-hour block of time for an individual, they're willing to pay $2,000 on top of what they're already making. So could you imagine? So if, if we're going to put a number to it, all right, cool. You want to mandatory me? $4,000. That's what my time's worth. That's what this person's time is worth. Yeah, but again, we talked about that. This but is public service. You, Ho- hospitals are private. Yeah. The, the, totally, two totally different animals. Yeah, it's two. You can't Don't compare them. Start on pro, for-profit healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on it. I mean, is but that's the thing is you know whatever solution that's come up with how, money can't really be. How important is public safety? How important is it? If you if you're a city administrator, a mayor, you want me to tell you how important public safety is? It's only important when people die. Yeah. It's important when 19 people die in a high-rise fire. That's when it's important. It's important whenever a plane flies into a building. It's important whenever a mass shooter goes in and kills 50 kids. That's when it's important. The rest of the time, 
It's not important because we don't make them money. And the things that we do, they don't see day in and day out. And that goes for politicians, the general public. Now, as firemen, the general public, typically, they're on our side. They like us. Well, not you. Yeah, not me, but whatever. But still, anytime that you say, hey, look, we're going to have to increase your sales tax half a percent or half a cent or whatever. Okay, you're hitting me in my pocketbook for something that I don't need. It's like insurance, basically. It's a real big insurance but, Yeah, it's insurance that gets used on a daily basis <clears throat> that people don't see. Just because it's not you using it doesn't mean it's not your neighbor. So it only, and that's the sad fact of, of public service. So we're not bringing in money. We don't charge people when we run to their house on a fire or when we run to their house to pick grandma up. They're not going to get a bill. So there are, there are places that do that. There are places that do that. And when that happens, they go broke. Yeah. The one time they use that service. Yeah. If they don't have the insurance yeah. that they're that, that the county yeah. sells but or city or no, whatever, but but you're talking about rural areas. Uh, yeah. No it's, major metropolitan city yeah. is no structured no, no. that way. I'm just saying it's out there. Yeah. Doesn't work. <laughs> right. It it doesn't well, I mean, work. Remember back in the day it used to be insurance companies would pay the fire. That's why you had multiple fire departments mm-hmm. in one city. Or companies, or you can call yeah. them fire companies. Yeah. And that's where that throw the ladder comes from immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you need a ladder, ladder the building anyway, but the first one to have the ladder on it got paid. Yeah. It, uh, you know, you're right, Jeremy. It's, it is a, an insurance policy, but I know when I'm shopping for insurance, I'm looking at who gives me the best coverage. Yeah. I'm not looking at who's the cheapest. I, I, yeah, but not everybody thinks that way. So, and as far as... But you know who do, though, Jeremy? Intelligent, educated people. Who do? Who do. Who do? Shut up. Who that? Who do? Intelligent, educated <laughs> people think that way. Right. Long-term planners think that way. Mm-hmm. So if the people in charge are not thinking that way, then they shouldn't be in charge. Because they're not intelligent, they're not using critical thinking, and they're not long-term planning. So you're saying that they should be using common sense. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If common sense was an actual real thing, we wouldn't have a fucking job. True. We'd have like three fire companies for the whole city. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, it, I, I'm not a politician. I've never set in on any city council meetings. I've never talked to politicians. I just see them on the news and see their speeches <laughs> and see their platforms that they run on. Dude, they see us. As basically a money pit. Oh, we got to pay for apparatus. We got to pay for gear. We got to pay for this. Got to pay for that. What money are we getting back again? Oh, that's right. None. So, I mean, from a business standpoint, which is what most politicians are, are business people. We're not a good business model. Now, if they look at it as insurance, it's different, but still, it's insurance that they're paying for, 
that they're not necessarily getting the benefit from. What's your first, what's your first bill you pay every month? My first bill? Your house payment. Mm-hmm. What's the second one you pay? The insurance check. <laughs> yeah, that's all in one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Who's the first? Who who you pay first? Your quarterback. Who you pay after that? Your left tackle. Look, it's pretty common sense. Which brings me back to my point. So, but no, I mean, and how to get that changed, I don't know. I honestly don't. I wish there was a way that, you know, we could just say, hey, fucking pay attention. Get your head out of your ass. Stop doing dumb shit. Spending money on $10 million on shit that you know is going to fail. And there's no reason to sink that much money into that. Just think about what an extra $10 million could do for the fire department or the police department. I mean, it could go a long way. Mm-hmm. Hell, even a million, just a million dollars. That may give you your bonus money to staff some shifts for six months to get you by. Realistically. Could. So, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. All I know is, you know, as frontline people that are out there, you know, every third or every other or every day, we need to be cognizant of that. We need to be thinking about burnout. We need to be making sure that we're not burning ourselves out. You're right. It's just, it's interesting at the point where now it's, for a while it was in our control. Now it's starting to not be. I still think it's a majority. It's still in a majority of your control of whether or not. You know, I've had, and this has happened to me within the past month. I've had an ass kicker on the back half of the, you know, on an actual one shift I got was on 24. I had an ass kicker. It was not fun. I was worn out. Morning came around. It's like, I need to go home and sleep. I need to, I need to like refocus, recharge. Mandatory. That's out of my control. Yeah. In that situation, it is. But that... That, the, <clears throat> that is service safety. That situation is right. becoming more common in fire and police departments around the country right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, since you are mandatory, we're also at minimum staffing. So, you, nurse, are probably going to have six patients compared to your normal three. You, officer, are going to be covering three zones instead of your normal one. You, paramedic, are going to be running 25 calls instead of 15. That's... It's literally like, oh shit! It's it's gonna be worse than it was yesterday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. So, and then too, like, there's that. God forbid, let's go into the stigma of it, where we say like, oh, well, you're a bitch. You called off your mandatory. I got mandatory. And then there's a stigma of like, I've got to make this work to help my fellow brothers. Like, you're even past the point. Sorry to say this, you're even past the point of caring about the community. You're just caring about your fellow coworkers to get through it. I know that's not maybe the most politically correct thing to say, but it's true. Well, yeah, because we're helpers. And we don't want somebody else, you know, one of the people at our station or somebody else, you know, sitting there stuck. You know, if you're if you're an administration, if you're a leader, if you're... If you're a chief, you're a mayor, you're a hostile ER director, you got to take a step back and say, if they're struggling to take care of themselves, I wonder how well they're 
functioning in their actual job. It's, that's a hard conversation to have amongst those that can make the decisions to change, you know, impact that. Yeah. Well, it's a hard conversation. I mean, it's one that needs to be had because, you know, that's all part of, hey, we're at this point, we need a solution. Something has to be done. And you got to start protecting people from themselves, unfortunately. That's scary. Yeah. So. It's, it's, I'd say it, but looking back on it. Talking to the mic. We try and focus on it, but really, it really is like a mental health is just going to have to almost take a back seat until we get through this. It shouldn't. I don't want it to. And and I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. And I'll tell you why. Because, you know, yeah, you might get stuck at the station working 24, 48, whatever, and getting your dick kicked in. There's still time. You still have time. And it's still a decision of how you're going to handle it. Now, if you're sour about it, well, fuck, I got mandatory, and I got to run these bullshit calls on this ambulance and this fucking toe pain and blah, blah, blah. That's where your mindset comes in and can be huge. And it will be huge. If you're like, yep, this sucks. Got to get it done. I agree, you know, I agree with you, Jeremy. My concern is the... The... Uh, the self-focus, the self-time, right? Mm-hmm. You're mandatory. You, you're not just coming home. You know, the three of us, we all have responsibilities at home. Especially with well, my gra- like the two of us have responsibilities. I don't. But, like, <clears throat> realistically, like, yeah, I am a caretaker outside of work. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I'm coming home, there's... Caretaker responsibilities, home responsibilities. I mean, same same as you guys. Like, mm-hmm. oh, let's focus on time for James. Uh, well, it's bedtime, so <laughs> yeah, we'll maybe do it tomorrow. Oh, well, I'm on work tomorrow. Oh, well, next week. No, oh, we'll check it out. That's what I'm scared about. Not just for me, but like for a lot of people. Like, where's your where's your self time? You know, I think it's something you that gotta, you got to find it during the day. Yeah, whatever you can. You really do. Whether you're at work or you're at home. Or you're exhausted. You got to take, even if it's five minutes. Yeah, that's what five I was going to say. Five minutes is better than nothing. It, you're it, right, but for how long? Well, as long as it takes. This is not going to last forever. It, one Two way, weeks to flatten the curve, right? Yeah. Two weeks? Well, no, but realistically, this this cannot continue, right? The, the state that we're in cannot continue. With the way that fire departments are and police departments are, it can't continue for another six months or a year or whatever. Something will give. Can we agree on that? What are you saying it will give? Like it's getting better or it's going to get worse? It'll either get better or it will get worse to the point where it's just people will just quit. And then it just will. I I don't know what will happen. I see that more of a reality than it getting better. Yeah. So we've been in this since what, March of 20? So. Coming up on two years? Yeah. So, one way or another, this is not going to go on forever. I think people need to, yes, self-time is important, but four hours of self-time at a time, 
is not feasible right now, especially if you're at work, right? So take the five minutes, take the 10 minutes, learn how to use those skills, learn how to do it in shorter, maybe more frequent, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to go fuck off for four hours because that's my me time. Say, okay, I'm going to fuck off for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then go run some calls and come back to the station. Okay. I got this to do and this to do. I'm done with those things. Okay, I'm going to fuck off for 10 more minutes. I look at it I look at it like sleep, right? Like when you're working a 48-hour, 72-hour, 96-hour stint, right? Mhm. 5, 10, an hour nap, those will get you through it. Mhm. But it's not sustainable. No, and that's why I said something's got to give. And it's when, not going to continue. When you do it for a month at that pace. Yeah. Now it's dangerous. Yeah. Hell, it's dangerous in two. It's dangerous in forty-eight hours. Dude, I mean, honestly, it goes back to goes back to this for me. If we could get more people, because I'm speaking in generalities, but if more people step up and take a shift here, a shift there, and ease that burden, because we've talked about it offline, and I mean, I think you would see a it would get better. Right? If we had more people. More people is obviously the fix. That's the fix. That's the fix. <clears throat> so, or split the overtime amongst more people. But we've got what we or, got. Or stop watching the media and listen to the fear mongering. Well, and that, that's, I mean, that's a whole But like, yeah, that's beyond our control. Would you say it's all hands on deck then for right now? I would absolutely say that. I would say it's needed to be all hands on deck since last March. No matter what the color of your shirt, no matter what your job title, if there's a way for you to participate, participate. Chip in. Dude, mm. CEOs from Uber, what is it, uh, the DoorDash are delivering fucking food. Yeah. CEOs. what you gotta do so i mean you know take it for what it's worth unprecedented times call for unprecedented solutions so it's you know we got to figure this shit out because we can't continue the way that we're going the public can't continue the way that they're going the public needs grounded that's what the public <laughs> needs they need a spanking and sent to bed early they all of their phones need to be disconnected uh-huh and their internet we need we need vans. Wait, to not just, their like, internet, because they need to watch this podcast. We need vans to just drive through neighborhoods, gassing it with like out of van, just blowing it out, out of vaning neighborhoods. So place. here's my idea. It up. No, listen to this now. Listen with an open mind, because I think this could solve the problem. We get a van, outfit it with a speaker system, big bullhorn on top. And then we just drive around the neighborhood and you can tell everybody what they need to do. What they can call 911 for, what they can't. The purge is in full effect. In the next 12 <laughs> hours, all crime is legal. Let's drive around playing the purge siren. <laughs> That's what, is that what you're calling for? A purge night every year? <laughs> no, I don't want that. It makes sense, though. 
But I mean, yeah, right. I mean, we talked about, look, <laughs> like we talked about, the solution is multifactorial, right? We the need public we, education. The farther we get removed from, like, Marvel's Infinity War, the more and more Thanos starts to make sense. <laughs> At first you're like, oh, he's the villain. <sighs> and then you watch it again, and you're like, hmm. And then you watch it again, and you're like, that <clears throat> motherfucker's got a point. <laughs> it's kind of like the Karate Kid. Who's the bad guy? Watch it long enough to start to understand. If you watch Cobra Kai like you should, then some things would be get, get clear for you. Yeah, like winning by an illegal head kick. Have you seen the new Sorry. Netflix movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? No. Yes. Don't look up. How accurate is it? Anyway. Really fucking accurate. Back to the point. Let's reel and it back every, and wrap you it up. People in different. You um, can just plug and play with it. Yeah. Like, You've got oh, to watch it, Jeremy. Like, oh, this is a liberal thing. Oh, no, no, sorry. That's a, that's a conservative thing. And they both fit everywhere. All right. So, a bunch of idiots. In, order word, in other words, <clears throat> to wrap it up. Dinner scene was my favorite scene. The solution is multifactorial, as we said earlier. We need public education. We need more people. It's pretty simple. Don't do drugs. Yeah. Don't do drugs. What was it I said earlier? Oh, yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah. So if by yeah. multifactorial you mean there's two factors, don't do drugs and don't be a dick, it solves a lot of problems. My high school or my college football coach had one rule for the team. One rule. Don't knock up girl on the weekend. Don't don't embarrass the program. Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> it's one rule. But, God, it was really all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. Don't be a dick. Ta-da. That's, a, that's the show's new motto. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And that is now, also now the title of this episode, too. That will not be the title of this episode. It's don't be a Richard. Actually, yeah, Don't Be a Dick's a pretty good title. It really fits it. Hey, don't be a dick. Pay us more. Hey, don't be a dick. Stop calling 911. Hey, don't be a dick. Stop doing drugs. Ta-da. Problem solved. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Follow me for more life hacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm hungry. I need to go home and eat dinner. Right. Hey, don't be a dick. We're almost done. You guys are being dick because you're still talking. Oh, God, he's got a good point. He got us. We've been oh. lawyered. <laughs> I'm just going to reiterate, happiness is a choice. Mm-hmm. Don't and be a dick, sure, Jeremy. Hey, and make sure when you sign off, you say, <laughs> thanks for stopping by. <clears throat> don't be a dick. I'm giving you the opportunity to say it because I will if you don't. I'm just going to edit it out anyway. Yeah, remember, it's all about him. That's what makes him happy. Oh, that's right. One way. Selfish. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a James. That that doesn't make any sense, but okay. I mean, it, it makes more sense to me. Yeah, that wasn't very good. Yeah, sorry. Not, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. You t- hey, he tried. You hey, tried. I'm no Bill Burr, okay? Right. Would you like I'm going to walk my I way mean, out. I'm sure James appreciated the breeze Would you like with particip- that big whiff you had. Yeah. Would you like a participation medal <laughs> for that one? Or? I think I'm entitled to one. I think, yeah. It'd be dick of me not to give you one, but yeah. Yeah. So don't be a dick. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's, yeah.
I, I don't even know what to say. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. You know, if you are struggling, reach out. There are people out there who care. There are programs. There are resources. Um, right now, like we talked about, it's unprecedented. This you know, everybody, all of our career fields, you know, whether you're a, a nurse, a firefighter, a cop, whatever, you know, we're all short-staffed. We're all feeling the crunch. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. And like my two co-hosts have so eloquently put it, just don't be a dick. 